Hi, Summer Stagers. This is Harry, and I want to share my enormous gratitude to Bob and all of his guests for the gifts of this wonderful podcast. I can't tell you how touched I am every episode to hear your stories, your love for Summer Stage, and your kind messages for me. It is truly a gift. I want you to know that Summer Stage magic is still very much alive. We never knew that 49 years ago to fill the world with love would capture the hearts of so many, and it still does. After the shows, I like to tell a little one, someday you'll be on our stage. A couple years ago, an 11-year-old magic maker said to me, Mr. Dietzler, when I was little, you told me that someday I would be on this stage, and now I am. More than a couple moms have told me that Summer Stage saved their child's life. You've heard those stories on this podcast. We can see every year how young people are transformed by the experience of working together to share what's inside them with our audience. As one mom said last summer, this summer changed the trajectory of my daughter's life. Whether or not she becomes an actress, she came in as a stranger and left with a family. Right now, I'm reaching out to that Summer Stage family to say, we need you. If the dream of Summer Stage is to continue, our alumni needs to embrace it. These days, my primary job is to raise the funds Summer Stage needs to operate. Now that we're independent and nonprofit within the Upper Darby Arts and Education Foundation, we depend on ticket sales, registrations, and fundraising. Every year, we need to raise more than $300,000 in donations to operate Summer Stage. That's quite a challenge. Upper Darby Township provides support in the form of scholarships to its residents, and we receive some grants but we depend on individual gifts to keep us going. But I have some great news. A very generous alum has offered to match up to $125,000 in donations, and we have another alum that has committed $25,000 toward that goal. If 100 alumni pledged $1,000, their gifts would be doubled. Of course, every gift of any amount is a huge help. We can also make your donation a monthly gift. Like Bob, I'm also looking forward to the 50th season and alumni reunion next year and to see you in person. And by the way, the school district is completely renovating the theater and lobby with all new seats, carpets, and lighting. It will be ready to serve the next 50 years of summer stagers. Please help us make that next 50 years a reality by making a generous gift. Our website is udfoundation.org. Thank you so much. Welcome to Brave and Strong and True, a podcast created to engage summer stage alumni of all ages. My name is Bob Falkenstein. We all have stories to tell, and they can be heard here. At the end of this interview, I'll tell you how you can be a guest on this show. Today's interview is with Neil McGettigan. I met Neil in 1983, and we continue to keep in touch. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So... Come along and have some fun. All right, tonight my guest is Neil McGettigan. And uh, Neil, thank you for joining me tonight. So we're going to get started with my first question. How did you find out about Summer Stage? Well, um, my senior year of high school, uh, 
I was in uh, musical Greece and somebody there mentioned it to me and I had, it was 1983. So now you went to Bonner. I went to Bonner. So I'm giving my age out, but yeah, it was 1983. It was my senior year. And um, I was the teen angel in Greece. (laughs) St. Beauty School dropout. Um, And somebody mentioned it to me about summer stage. And I think I had heard of it, but um, in fact, I want to say, that my parents brought me up there the very first year and dropped me off. And I didn't know anybody. And I was really scared. I was very nervous. And I remember- In 1976? I guess it was. It may have been 77. It might have been- Wow. Well, let's think about this because I was born in 65. So it might have been 77. I'm not quite sure because my birthday's in October. So um, it may have been the second year of it. And I was so nervous and I didn't know anybody. And I- and then when somebody mentioned it to me and I went up there in 83, I'm like, oh, wait, this is that thing that I bailed on <laughs> just a few years ago. I was much younger then. But yeah, I was, I guess I was, um, I graduated, I was 17 years old when I graduated. So it w- I was 17 years old when I did my first summer stage show. And yeah, that's how I heard about it. Somebody said, you should, because I, I, I had so much fun in Greece that I wanted to continue doing shows. So what was your first show? At Summer Stage was um, uh, Wonderful Town. Oh, okay. Wonderful Town, yeah. Uh, Juliana Showerman had the lead in that. Um, that was she was fantastic. It was that was a great show. It was a lot of fun, um, and I'll always remember it because it was my first show there. Right. Well, I saw the show. I wasn't a participant that year because I had to, I had to adult and get a real job. Yeah. So. Uh, but then the next summer, I think the next summer would have been 1984. Yes. And I got laid off. So I, I just buried myself in summer stage. And I think I met you during Annie. Yeah, I wasn't in Annie. I was actually in West Side Story, but um, that year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You, you, it was either one or the other. Yes. Yeah, right. Because you were in West Side Story, too. Right. There were there were three of us that was were able to do two shows. Yeah. Because we had small parts. Yeah, that's how I was in 85. I was in both shows. But um, yeah. But uh, all right. Yeah. So what were some of your favorite shows to perform in? Um, Guys and Dolls. That was a lot of fun. Um, I played Nathan Detroit. And, you know, my good friend Dean McCartney was Sky Masterson. Um, so I had a lot of fun with that. Reach for so that was Guys and Dolls 2.0. Yes, that's what I, I had heard that, yes, that, that had already <laughs> been done. Um, Rob Del Casal was Nathan Detroit the first time around. Um, yeah, so and that, Mo- Monica was Adelaide. Oh, she was? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Karen Paxson. I don't know if you remember Karen Paxson. She passed away um, fairly young. Uh, she was Adelaide, and she was terrific. She was really okay. great. Um so yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun in Guys and Dolls. Reach for a Dream was was a, was a lot of fun. That was a uh, like a fame type of review show. And West Side Story was cool. That was that. Now, do you remember West Side Story? We had to um, rehearse in the gym because Annie was on the stage, so we had to go into the gym, and it was not air conditioned. So I think everybody always tells the story about how hot it was there. Yeah. Well, it was method acting because New yeah. York City was pretty hot. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned Guys and Dolls. I was Benny in uh, oh, the yeah. first time Summer Station. Okay, yeah. and, and up where we live, we have a movie theater called the Roxy. It, it's kind of like the Yaden. Yeah. You know, only it's three dollars, <laughs> not a dollar. And every time we drive by, I annoy my family because I'll just go, "What's playing at the Roxy?" I'll tell you what's playing at the Roxy. So the stuff like that sticks with you. Yeah. So what is one of your best moments that happened to you while on stage? Huh. Maybe you should have sent me these questions in advance. But <laughs> I, I said, no, let's make it spontaneous. And um, wow, best moments. Because uh, I could think of some moments w- that were not so great. But, well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> we can re- we can reinvent the category. Um, well, I remember. Yeah, well, I, I know that in Guys and Dolls, um, my friend Damien, you know, Damien Holbrook, uh, didn't of show course. up. He didn't show up on stage in a scene during a dress rehearsal. So I had it planned out. But if this happens on one of the nights of the of the show, I'm I'm going to know where to jump, and I was able to do that. Thank God, because he had done it um, in the dress rehearsal. So that was you know that was a panic moment. Um, gosh, you know what was a lot of fun was um, we did. I, I wish I could remember what the name of the show was, but it was another review type of thing, and. Um, we did uh, Les Miserables. Like it was a, we did a Les Mis segment. We did, uh, they did a Phantom segment. It was all different shows. Showstoppers. I think that's what it was, Showstoppers. And, 2.0. Yes, 2.0. And it was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And um, uh, I got to do the Valjean part. You know, uh, how well I did it, I don't know. But uh, that was, that was kind of neat to do. And then Dean and I got to do a song called You're Nothing Without Me from City of Angels, I believe. And um, that was a good. Oh, I think you guys did that in the 25th anniversary show. We did, yes, yeah, we did it again. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, thank you, thanks. Yeah, so those were some good moments. Definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I could tell you a funny story uh, from Summer Stage, though. This this was I wasn't on the stage, but um, she's going to kill me. But my friend Ann, yeah, if you recall um, the show Barnum that they did, Terry Nolan. Oh was, yeah, yeah. So. Harry made an announcement. During, <laughs> I'm laughing because she's going to kill me when she hears this. He made an announcement that there were boxes on stage. Do not take the lids off. So everybody left, and I'm sitting in the audience. You know, it was it was uh, you know, nobody was allowed in yet. We were there early, and Anne walks up on the stage, and of course, being Anne, she lifts off the top of the box, and the balloons come up. Now, luckily, they were <laughs> they were tethered inside the box. <laughs> But she's trying to push them all in. And if she would get two down, three more would pop up the other side. And um, she's looking at me. She's like, Neil, help me. I'm like, oh, no. No way. Harry told you oh, not to yeah. touch it. Oh, like I, an I love Lucy moment. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so that was. Well, hey, we are here to tell stories. That's right. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you remembered that yeah. one. <laughs> all right. So who were some of your mentors? Mentors. Uh, hmm. You know, um, I will say, gosh, I got to think about this. 
<laughs> I have to really think about this. Like who, I don't know that I had anybody really mentor me, but, um, I would say that there were some people that I, that I, um, I found, uh, you know, sort of inspirational or, uh, did a great job. You know, Juliana was one of them for sure. Like in that first show that I had done, um, I just, it was so weird for me to just see somebody that was so comfortable up on stage and carry an entire show like she had done. Um, Bob, you were great. You were great in every role you ever did. Always, you, yeah, you were always terrific. Um, you know, I, I wish I had a better answer for this because I'll probably think of somebody later on. I mean, I get, you know, it's very easy to say Harry, you know, um, Harry, Harry Dietzler spoke to so many people. Um, always, I remember him saying, oh, don't worry, your, your parts will come as my first show. Your parts will come and, you know, um, I'm a terrible interview. I'm sorry. I can't think of anybody. Okay, no, that's yeah. that's fine. All right, well, my next question is about Harry. Yeah. What would you like to say to Harry? Um, I mean, you could just pull out your guitar and sing the song you wrote about that's him. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that that's an awesome uh, song. And not only you. did I get to hear you play it live, but I got to look into Harry's face when he heard it for the first time. And that's a moment I'll never forget. Well, that's that's great. Um, yeah, no, I, I what I would say to Harry is probably what's been said so many times to him. But thank you, you know, thanks for creating something that was just so wonderful for all of us to be able to do. Um, it, it just first of all gave us things. It gave us something to do over summer nights. Um, gave us an opportunity to meet friends and girlfriends, whatever you know. Um, and I would say, you know, you did a great job. You just like, you should be so proud of everything you've accomplished. Well, one line that I love from your song is when you say it's almost prophetic where you say thousands will thank this man. Yeah. And I think you underestimated. I think it's gotta be tens of thousands. Tens of thousands yeah. I had to make it fit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Yeah. I don't understand songwriting, but uh, yeah. you're real good at it, so I'll thank trust you. your answer. <laughs> yeah, I said uh, thousands of lives have been touched. Thousands will thank this man. This all started with Harry Dietzler's plan. Yeah, yeah. No, that that that's a great song, and thank, uh, you. thank you for allowing us to use it as the intro and outro uh, to this podcast. Oh no, I'm thrilled about that. Okay, are there any summer stage alums? that you keep in touch with? Yes, many. Um, Nick Hunchak and Chrissy Frelick, uh, Ann McCarney, Dean McCarney, Ann Pinto, and, uh, Dean McCarney, uh, Damian Holbrook, uh, Carlos Lopez. Um, God, I hope I'm not forgetting. <laughs> it's going to yell at me later. Uh, I mean, I see people here and there, like Chris Sapienza, Rob Sapienza, every once in a while. Well, you, Bob, I keep in touch with you. Um, now, I'm, I'm stalking you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now that we have social media, it's a lot easier to, to keep track of people and what they're up to. Uh, but as far well, as. I always liked how we would randomly run into each other in Wild World. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. So yeah. I, just to timestamp this interview, I do know it's Chrissy's birthday. 
It is. And it's also Chrissy and Nick's 25th anniversary. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So tell us what you're doing now. You know, Uh, you could tell us what your, what your day job is. You could talk about the band. Okay. Well, um, I'm kind of doing like three different things. Um, so I do, I do a very part-time recruiting. I had a full-time job as a recruiter, I recruited therapists for schools, uh, speech pathologists, physical and occupational therapists, uh, school psychologists. Um, so I did that. Uh, I was full-time at a job. Now I do it part-time for another company. Uh, my wife's got a dog walking business, as you know. So I, after I'm done my few hours in the morning, I go walk some dogs. And then I play music at night. Um when it's a slow week, it's usually just once or twice a week. But right now, I'm averaging three to four times a week uh, playing. A lot of it is solo, uh, and they're cover gigs. I, 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 you know, I, as you know, I want to do the original thing a little bit more, but um, the the cover scene is, pays a little bit better. Pays a lot better. Yeah. Well, you have come a long way. Thank you. I mean, I I've been watching you perform live. It has to be over twenty years. Yeah. And Usually as you get older, you know, your voice shows some wear and tear, but I think miraculously yours is just getting better and better. Oh, I, appreciate I, that. I, I can't believe the range that you achieve on your new album. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and then I saw you do it live and I'm yeah. like, okay, this is the real deal. Yeah. He, re- he yeah. really sings that high. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, you're, I wanted it, I wanted it to be like, I wanted to be able to do it and, and uh, to, to do something impressive, like that, what I was hoping would be impressive to people, um, you know. So, uh, so, yeah, some of those songs were were not so easy to do, and um, and I made other ones, you know, a little bit a uh, little bit easier to sing. Well, I don't think you have to worry about people doing them at karaoke because <laughs> you are in a range all by yourself. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Bob. I really do. Thank you. You're 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 most welcome. So we know about the band, but any chance of you getting back on stage in, in a character role or? Um, you know it's funny. You're the second person that's mentioned that to me. Um, there was a girl, Carrie McElvogue. Um, she was not a summer stager, but she was. She knew she knew Michael Gray. Um. She mentioned it to me one time, but because um, I had done something. Her husband's a musician. He's a really talented guy, Joe Trainer. Um, so uh, we had done a Beatles thing down in Delaware, and um, I was a guest singer that one night, and so was Carrie. But um, it, she she made mention of it. You know, I, I think about it often. I really do. These days for me, I one, I'm so busy with everything else in life, like my, my life and my music and everything. And I would basically have to stop if I were in a show, I'd have to stop doing like my gigs and the, for, at yeah. least for a while to rehearse. And, and the other thing is, you know, when I play my cover gigs, I have my iPad right there <laughs> with all the lyrics and the chords and everything. <laughs> so, you know, if I got up on that stage, uh, you know, I, I, man, we used to memorize all those words, you know, the dialogue and, um, I'm like, do well, I really, we, we- we didn't do so well with one brick at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
from Barnum? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That was ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew the words to that song. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think about that until you just said that. Jeez. Um, hey, I got a role for you. Uh, it was originally a stage musical, and then it became a movie. I only saw the movie, but it's called Once. Once, okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Check out the movie. I know, I know Arden did it. And 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 I forget the name of the guy. It it's it's an Irish pop singer, Glenn, and it it's basically his biography and his music. But it, I know people who have seen it, and they say it's an awesome stage show. And the lead is an awesome singer and an awesome guitarist, and it would be a perfect showcase for you. Okay. Maybe you want to check out check out the movie. Okay, all right, once, all right. O-N-C-E. Okay. All right. So believe it or not, does it feel like we've been babbling for 17 minutes? Well, that's what it says. So I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let me take a quick. It's still three, nothing. Phil's are losing. Okay. Oh, great. All right. We've come to the last question. Okay. And it's deep. Okay. So I'll just, I'll just read it to you because the title of the show is brave and strong and true. So what is most important to you and why? Being brave, being strong, or being true? True. Um, You know, I think that all three are important, but true, I've always been um, a very loyal person. Um, I've been, I shouldn't say I've always been true to myself, but I've tried to do that in my life and to be true to, to other people. So I would say true. To me, that's, that, that's the most important for how I'd like to live. All right. That is an excellent answer. What was your answer? I haven't interviewed myself. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I would go along with true Yeah. also. Yeah. Now, looking at to fill the world with love. Yeah. Now, you said you were born in 65, so you're five years younger than I am. You know, we have the noontime of my life or the morning of my life. Yeah. And then the noontime of my life. Yeah. And then the evening of my life. Yeah. I refuse to think that I'm in the evening of my life, but I'm not as vain to say that I'm in the noontime of my life. So I've agreed to accept the happy hour of my life. That's perfect. I was going to say. Which is sometime <laughs> between noon yeah. and and the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, today is the longest day of the year, although it was pretty cloudy up here. Yeah, right. Yeah, here too. But uh, hey, Neil, I got to tell you, it's, it's always fun uh, when you're in the room. And even though this is virtual, I mean, I still had a blast. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for agreeing uh, to do this. Yeah, Bob, and, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for letting us use the song. And I hope uh, people like it. I hope they like the song. You know, I know Harry did. That was the most important thing that Harry liked the song. Yeah, it yeah. was. Hey, the first time I heard it, I think you posted it on Facebook. Yeah, and 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 there was a link, and it really moved me. I mean, I <laughs> I I shared the same experience, and you captured what it was like to 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 have been there yeah. and to have gratitude. 
And it always blows my mind. Uh, when, when I interviewed Chuck, he was talking about the very first meeting at the administration building where Joe Loper introduced Harry yeah. to like this very meager crowd that showed up. And Harry was 19 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. When that all started. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, he was such a father figure to us, even though we were just a couple of years behind him. Yeah. Yeah. But he he just, you know, like you said in your song, he built this thing. Yeah. And uh yeah. I think that's well, I I won't I won't say what I'm thinking. I'm just gonna say uh the interview's over. Okay. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> In order to be a guest, you must have a desktop or laptop computer with a microphone and headphones. Apple earbuds are fine. Send me an email at braveandstrongandtrue at gmail.com and we'll figure out when to get you on the show.